Hello everybody and welcome to episode 2 of Challenge Chats. We're back with you today, me and my wonderful co-host Mel. Uh, how are you feeling today, Mel? Good. So far so good. <laughs> As always. So today we have a really fun episode ahead for you guys. First, we always want to go over some really fun announcements for the challenge program. Uh, first and foremost, for all you students out there, our Student of the Year competition will already be open when you're listening to this episode. It's opening September 7th, and it's running through to March 1st. So make sure to enter for that. You get a huge, wonderful prize of $1,500, which is amazing. Um, and there's lots of other cute little perks and interactions that you get to have with us when you win that competition. Uh, do you have any uh, extra snippets on that, Mel? I think that everybody listening should definitely enter. It's actually really simple. It's about five questions, and they're all, all questions about yourself. So that makes it super easy. Um, yeah, you pretty much just go onto a website, tell us about how the program has made an impact on you, and just, um, hit the enter button, and then you're you're good to go. Yeah, so it's very simple, and there's no point in at least not trying. <laughs> So that's really exciting. So we want to make sure that all of you enter for that because that will be really awesome. And then second, we've already started our school assemblies as well. This episode is coming out just a little bit past all kinds of crazy stuff. So that's just great. (laughs) So we're going to be starting school assemblies. We'll probably be coming out to a lot of your schools, which is unbelievably exciting. And we're super excited to meet all of you and do all those fun assembly things. Uh, But that's really all that's really big on the board for this week. Uh, So we're super excited to keep you guys up to date and for a new episode. Now for our big interview, we have on Bobby Fetter will be the person that we're interviewing this round. He's super exciting. He's he's our award recipient for the 2022 Commitment to Community Service Award. He's really nice, great interviewer. We talk a lot in his regards to his future in community service with his nonprofit, about his future, and just getting a lot of his takes on how it's been to win that award, what it did for him, and what his plans are for the future. Me and Mel actually did this interview together, which was super exciting. So Mel can give some more snippets to how the interview went. So Mel, how did you feel about that interview with him? Yeah, I think the interview is definitely worth a listen. He is... Bobby is just so charismatic and easy to listen to. He just has one of those personalities that I can't imagine anybody not liking. And um, I think his story is really impactful. He has a really powerful story and message and some really great advice for students or just people in general, honestly, about kind of finding your way and um, knowing that there's maybe more out there in the world that you always thought. So, yeah, really motivational. Yes, it's very exciting. So pre-roll Bryce and Mel are probably all done with you. We're going to flash over to the interview, and we hope you all enjoy, and we'll see you post-interview. And we're here. Hey, Mel. Today, me and Mel are going to be doing the interview, which is super exciting. Um, And today we're with... Bobby Fetter. And we're really excited to have him. Yeah, Bobby uh, Bobby was our Commitment to Community Service recipient last year. 
and um, he's really great. He has a really cool story. He has had like some challenges of his own to overcome, so we're excited to have him here today. And I think you guys will enjoy his story. Yeah, and he took a long drive to see us, which we're very appreciative <laughs> for. <laughs> yes, for sure. So, Bobby, why don't you tell us a little bit about your community service project that kind of got you this award? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, at my school, I go to Greater Latrobe High School, which is in western Pennsylvania. And uh, so, what I did was... I collected youth sports equipment from the community to kind of, you know, just gather stuff that maybe other kids could use because, you know, equipment right now is so expensive and especially coming out of that pandemic, oh, yeah. it's just, it's so hard for kids to meet new friends and enjoy things, you know, and I felt like this would be a great way to give back to the community that gave me a great chance to enjoy my childhood and, you know, enjoy sports, so... We gathered all of this equipment from the community and we put on display at the high school and we allowed kids and their families to come and kind of shop around. You know, yeah. it was all free and I felt like that was a, a big selling point for a lot of people. Like, hey, somebody that is an athlete at our school is giving us like equipment. So, you know, we had a great turnout and, uh, you know, it was awesome seeing like how receptive people were to the idea. Yeah, yeah, that is so awesome. And I think that is a big thing right now is sometimes oh, yeah. it is really hard for some families to find that kind of equipment right now because they're just dealing with recovering from the pandemic and doing all kinds of stuff like that. It's not easy. Oh, no, especially like hockey. I know hockey is one of the most expensive sports out there. So it'd be a shame if a kid couldn't play and maybe they're meant to become, you know, an NHL star, but they yeah. never get to because, you know, it's just too expensive. Yeah. So that's really great. And um, what was what was the name of it? So the initial name was Cat's Pride, and like that name kind of came about where our school we were the Wildcats, and then we felt like Pride that's uh, like family. So we mm -hmm. felt like making that community feel more like a family, where mm -hmm. it's not just all right. These are the athletes, and this is everybody else. We wanted everybody to kind of be woven together, and I felt like it was a a good way, especially like you guys said, coming out of that pandemic where uh, like socially I felt like things were just strained because nobody saw anybody for a while. Sure. So with the event, you know, you had families with kids from all different ages with high school kids and adults. It was it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a very big that that's a huge element is like social with sports and everything like that. Because that's a huge thing that sports helps with is oh, yeah. a lot of social interaction, even letting people get involved with the community and stuff like that. How hard would you say it was to get the uh, initiative started? It was it was very hard, uh, especially because it was a, a new idea of something. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a it's a simple concept, but mm -hmm. to get the pieces in place to kind of set it in motion was. Sure very very yeah. tough but you know looking back it's all worth it you know mm -hmm. when you put all that work into something you can kind of see it come to fruition it, it's very rewarding yeah. yeah and I'm sure through uh, evolving and doing it I'm sure you did struggle sometimes just looking at <laughs> yeah. it and being like am I really sure I want to follow through with this yeah um, I mean getting volunteers is always really tough mm. because it was unknown where you're asking people to give up their time not for money yeah. And, uh, you know, we had like a bunch of my friends helped out, which was awesome. And we had really good help with like the press and mm -hmm. uh, getting stuff out on social media, kind of just mm -hmm. letting people know what we're doing, right. why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, I can't thank Clay Trub enough for all the help they gave me. So it allowed us to kind of keep moving it forward. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome that your school would support you so much in doing an initiative like that. I know that 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 helps a lot, especially when you're younger, because you really don't have like, you know, you don't have all the resources in the world. So having some support like that is super Mm -hmm. helpful. Yeah, I mean, starting something like that, you almost have to gamble a little bit, you know, you're you're going to put all of your energy into something where you're hoping it works out. And, you know, something that my parents told me was, it doesn't matter if you only help one person, you know, you're doing the right thing, you're you're trying to help people. So if it's one or 20 people, you know, it's, uh, it's worth it. Yeah, and I don't think that we even we don't have any initiatives really like that that existed before that, especially. Yeah, I think it's really unique, and I think that's why like we put this community service competition um, out in honor of John Weinstein um, because of his you know efforts giving back to the community, and we put it out last year. It was new, and we opened it up to all of our schools, so almost 140 schools. And yours obviously stuck out. There were times where I was like, man, I I feel like I should just wrap it up. And I don't know if it's going to keep going, but my parents always made sure that I kept going because sometimes you need that person to to kind of push you a little bit whenever you feel like you're going to give up. That's a big thing with the challenge program, too, because the challenge program was started with a single wing and just faith that it would hopefully work out. (laughs) I think it's important for other people to hear, especially younger, you know, teens, students, uh, young adults, to hear that you might see like photos you post and stuff of your organization being really great but and thinking wow like I can't believe he didn't even like struggle he doesn't look like he had to struggle ever but you know you did and everybody Mm -hmm. you can't tell from like the really cool pictures on Instagram like of course everybody only posts the best parts they Mm -hmm. don't post like I'm really struggling today to get this off the ground yeah what would you say the biggest challenge you faced with the organization was something that we touched on earlier was the fact of it being just really unique Mm -hmm. and you know especially with me collecting sports equipment I feel like people were hesitant you know with the cleanliness of everything so I had to make sure I cleaned everything and again getting volunteers but I think overall it was just having faith that people would come and get the stuff Mm -hmm. you know I set everything up at the high school and I sat down and I was thinking you know hopefully one person walks in because it would really stink if I set all this up and no one yeah, came in. Yeah. But, you know, as, as families walked in and you're socializing, because it's not it's not really like a business thing. It's more of, you know, you get to know the families. Mm-hmm. You might play catch with the kids where, you know, when I was that age, kids in high school were awesome. You know, you look right. up and you're like, wow, I went to their games when mm-hmm. I was in second grade. So I was hoping to kind of be like that leader, role model for them where they can kind of take my place once yeah. I'm gone, they can be that role model for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's a I, – I didn't even think about that, honestly, but that was probably a huge struggle was making sure, like, everything was very cleanly, everything was very organized, because especially at the time, everybody yeah. on the forefront of their mind were thinking about how sanitary and everything was the whole time, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah but it, it worked out well. I mean, like, the first yeah. event that you had, how many people do you think showed up? Uh, we probably had upwards of 100 people that oh, came. And you were thinking, I hope one comes. And yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Um, and something that my mom actually helped me come up with, like, the night before it all started was we had $2,500 that was donated to us. Mm-hmm. And we weren't taking monetary donations. Right. Mm-hmm. But two people, uh, it was Dick Sporting Goods gave us $1,000. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we got an anonymous 
grant of 1500 where you know we haven't ever seen that type of money sure yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh so we were thinking what's the best way to use this money where the people that donated it will feel like it was used the right way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my mom came up with this idea to do like a letter competition where they wrote to us like hey this is who i am uh, this is the equipment that I would really want. This is what I would use it for. This is why I want it. And, you know, only five people wrote. So oh, okay. it was actually really easy because we didn't have to pick winners. We just took oh, those nice. five yeah. and uh, we took them on a shopping spree to Dick's Sporting Goods. And we just... Oh, oh that's such a good idea. It was, it was really cool. You know, I felt like the parents were just as excited as the kids to yeah, kind of be yeah. there. You know, but it was it was super cool, and hopefully, it's not the last time we do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's a that's a funny thing for everybody to think about. It's like sometimes even if some people write into competitions and just think, well, oh, there's no way yeah. I would win, so why am I even writing? Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have competitions like that where they have like a top five and only yeah. six people write or something, so you have a better chance just writing and hoping than you yeah. do just yeah. not writing at all. I mean, somebody has to get picked. Yes, and it could be you. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah, that's a big thing. What do you see as the future for your project since you graduated and everything you're kind of moving on? I mean, at this point, we want to just reach for the stars with it. You know, mm-hmm. um, we've we've gotten to make some pretty cool connections with people yeah. over the last year. And really, after the uh, Challenge Program event this past April, we got a ton of exposure mm-hmm. where people were like, hey, we saw what happened in Pittsburgh and, you know, we saw your post. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, we'd love to work with you where we're networking. So now it's not just going to be a small thing in Latra, Pennsylvania, where hopefully, you know, this past summer it was a countywide event yeah. where maybe we could start getting more of a state level. Hmm? Yeah, you know, maybe someday you'll have your own organization. You can get it trademarked and stuff. Like, you never know. You know, that would be a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, and then I did hear you mention you said the original name for it was Cat's Pride. Did you guys have any ideas for any new names or is that just... So right now, we changed it to Athletes for Change, and we changed it to that because we wanted it to be more uh, accepting of, like, the other schools. We didn't want to ask, like, neighboring schools to just be under. Make it more broad. Yeah. So we felt like Athletes for Change would be really a good name for it. Just, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be athletes that are making a change in the community where Mm -hmm. you're not one-dimensional. You're not just somebody who plays sports. You're somebody who, mm-hmm. you know, if people see you at the at the store, they can say hi to right. you and they can socialize and everything. Yeah, I like that name a lot. I think it also gives a lot of context. Like I could, just by hearing the name of that organization, I could guess it has something to do with sports. And, yes. You know, mm-hmm. helping kids with sports yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. that's good. Yeah, I really like that name. That is awesome. I'm sure it Thank took you guys a while to want to reorient yeah. that because you never want to escape yeah. from the original. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of, like, boards we had at school where it was mm-hmm. a whiteboard where we just wrote down names. Oh, you know, yeah. Some of them were pretty stupid, yeah. but you know you have to mm-hmm. you have to kind of cut it down. We yep. probably had like fifty names picked out, mm-hmm. and you just have to keep narrowing it down. And then we landed on that one, and we felt confident that you know yeah. for now at least that could be a good mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, you always have to start somewhere. Yeah. Like we did the same thing for our fall assembly theme. We just start writing words down that, you know, we like and then crossing some out. Yeah. Like, that one's so dumb. I can't believe we even thought that. But you have to start, you know, somewhere. So. And even, heck, for our podcast, whenever we originally oh, yeah. were coming up for podcast names, I can't tell you how many emails we sent out <laughs> a company-wide just rethinking it 20 frigging times. And then we finally, yeah. like, pinned one down, and then we still changed it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> you always want it to be great. Like, if yeah. you're passionate about something, like, I want it to fit, like, perfectly. Yeah, so. yeah, I want it to be right in the middle. 
So now that we know about your organization and everything, I'd like you to just maybe talk about a personal challenge that you faced that you had to overcome. So, wow. I've had quite the journey with sports, which kind of led me into wanting to do the initiative. Mm -hmm. So I've always played three sports. I played baseball, basketball, and football, like my entire life. And uh, you, if you ask anybody that knows me, they, they know I'm always just talking about sports all mm -hmm. the time. But I felt like I kind of started to lose sight a little bit where I almost got a little bit too obsessed with sports mm -hmm. where, you know, maybe I wasn't being the best brother I could be. Maybe I wasn't being the best son, best friend, stuff like that. You know, academics, I felt like started to slip a little bit. Mm -hmm. So my 10th grade year, um, I actually had three shoulder dislocations. Wow. One in football and then two in basketball, which actually sidelined me from basketball forever. But uh, after the third one, I had to get a surgery, and that day was when everybody got sent home mm -hmm. because of COVID. Oh. So, you know, I wake up, and wow. it, it felt like it was unreal. You know, my parents mm -hmm. were saying, yeah, the, the twins and Tyler got sent home, and my si older sister, Sarah, was a senior at the time, so, you know, her future was up in the air. Sure. And, you know, it left me with time to just think, you know, I'd been going at such a breakneck speed for so long that I almost forgot who mm -hmm. I even was yeah yeah so you know over the summer and like the next few months I was able to kind of just think a little bit you know all the things that I enjoy doing and I almost kind of lost sight why I was playing sports yeah so as I was rehabbing I felt like I was also rehabbing my soul a little bit mm -hmm. you know and that my junior year uh, I kind of came up with the idea with a few of my teammates to collect the sports equipment because I was like, there's a there's almost like a romance to sports where it's not even somebody has to go to college to play. Yeah. Like a lot of the people I know were just from playing sports. Some of them don't play anymore. They haven't played in years, but it's it's something that you meet people, you meet great like coaches, adults, teachers, stuff like that where you can't replace that in yeah. life. So especially with these kids in an age where they miss two years of mm -hmm. sports, you know, uh, if I could help out at all or kind yeah. of lift them up a little bit, that would be awesome. So, mm -hmm. you know, the, the biggest struggle for me was definitely my injuries, but then also realizing, you know, maybe my, my body is like physically broken a little bit, but I felt like my soul was a little bit broken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's when you have to lean on other people. You can't just deal with it by yourself. Yeah. And that was something really hard to realize. You know, I had to talk to my family a lot, which a lot of people my age don't like to do. No one right. wants to be, hey, dad, like this is what's going on. They just yeah. want to deal with it themselves, you know. Mm -hmm. So like my family, my, my religion and everything was really instrumental in kind of overcoming everything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when bad things happen, you almost have to take the step back and realize, okay, there's a reason this happened. I have to make a positive out of it. Real quick, I think we're going to take a quick intermission. Um, whenever we get back, we're going to explore some more personal questions and poke your brain a little bit more. All right. Um, we're going to take a little coffee break. We'll be right back. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we're back. And so now we're going to get a little personal. So we want to explore what do you think your uh, big next steps are going to be now that you're going off to college? What are you looking at 
in that direction and what like what do you think your big next steps in life are going to be so uh right now the plan is to definitely go into teaching uh, i felt like career-wise that was something that really spoke to me i want to be able to make a difference with you know kids going through middle school high school because i feel like that's just such a important age it's not that one age isn't important but i feel yeah. like that is just such a crucial age for people to kind of figure out their future because if you say something to someone in eighth grade like hey this is something that could give you an opportunity for a career they're going to look at you like you have 10 eyes yeah you know and I feel like you need to have the right educators in place to really help people realize their own potential that's why like the two educators I brought with me to the event in April mm -hmm. I mean it was a no doubter who I was bringing those guys did such a great job for me uh, one was a seventh grade teacher for me, and then the other one was 11th grade. So those are two totally different age groups, but right. they both did such a great job. And, uh, I mean, in terms of the next step with, like, the initiative, I'd love to to make it grow while I'm at Penn State. Uh, I'd love to just keep growing because I think the more people you help, the, the better it is. And I think the more people that see what I'm doing, they're going to want to help out. Yeah. And... It, it's exciting to think about. Uh, yeah. I think it has like really high potential. You just have to put the work in. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And I know teachers are so important. We know we know that oh, above yeah. anything else. Gosh, I've had so many great teachers in college, high school, everything. Um, you're definitely like looking at the right thing there because it is. It's very formative. Those first like early years of high school, late middle school, all those years can be so yeah. formative for a lot of people. So I where think you're really finding yourself, I think, mm -hmm. for the first time, like figuring out what you like and yes. what you don't like and who you want to be kind of stuff. But I can see yeah. you being a great teacher. You have the leadership skills for sure. I appreciate that. And that's your your dad does that as well, right? Yeah. Uh, right now he's a he's a principal at Guyville Catholic, and he loves it there, and he really liked teaching. He taught English for eight years, and... I, I really want to follow that same exact path where mm -hmm. you can be a leader in different positions. You yeah. know, he has students still coming up to him, like asking for advice and stuff that, you know, he hasn't seen in five years. Mm -hmm. And me being his son, seeing that is something I want to be. That's like something yeah. inspiring for me. Mm -hmm. And something else that I almost forgot to mention earlier is I'd love to coach. Okay. Oh yeah, I was uh, I was just gonna ask that if you weren't gonna mention <laughs> yeah. it because I thought that that was definitely something that I that yeah. I thought you should think Which of. Sport? Oh, I don't even know. I mean, I I could see myself coaching any of the three. Mm -hmm. I guess my dream is to definitely coach football at some point with my dad. Yeah, I think that would be something uh, that that would be a bucket list item. But I feel like I have all the different perspectives that would be good for players to have. Like, I was somebody, for football, I played quarterback, so I was used to having the pressure on me, but I was also somebody who got hurt who was sidelined. So yeah. I know what it's like to not be on the field as well. And it was really the same way for the other two sports where I had time that I was in the spotlight, and then I had other times where I had to be on the sideline where I'm going to be able to, I don't know, help players achieve the most success that they can. Right, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So cool. I think you'd be great at both of those things. And I think you have a unique perspective where you like weren't a perfect athlete all of your career yeah. mm -hmm. um, because you went through all those struggles and you had difficulties like that. And so mm -hmm. I think that's a very unique perspective for like every, um, all the kids that are in those athletics and doing that kind of stuff and being able to give them insight into being like, hey, don't forget to balance your life. Don't forget to balance your classes, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. 
Um, that could be very important for some kids because some kids end up in positions like where you felt like you were, where they start to absorb them a little bit too much and they do need to need help stepping back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel like the challenge program after getting involved with them and getting the recognition from us and winning that award, how much money did you end up um, winning? So I got $1,000 from the challenge program, which that makes that makes quite the dent with yeah, college. Yeah, of course. So how do you feel like the challenge program in, made an impact on you or helped you in, in like the biggest way? Really, you know, the, the $1,000 prize was fantastic, but even if I didn't get that, I felt like it was still very worth it. You know, as somebody who was almost like searching for their own way after all the injuries, it was almost right. validating to kind of see, okay, I have a lot more to offer than mm-hmm. just sports or or just coaching. You know, I was starting right. to find my way where I was able to help other people. Mm-hmm. So getting exposure and uh, compliments and everything that night. Yeah. yeah. It was, mm-hmm. you know, some sometimes I don't even know what to say. People are so nice and mm-hmm. all I can do is just like smile and say thank you or I'll like yeah. give a mug or something. But, you know, that's something that is, is mind-boggling to me sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about, so the event you got to attend was the Crystal Wild Gala, which is our big fundraising event yes. where we name the Sooner of the Year, but we also recognize our commitment to community service recipient. So why don't you talk about that experience a little bit? Yeah, so uh, we had a limo that transported us from the high school to the to the gala, and it was, wow, I... The whole time I saw it, like, roll up to the school, and my jaw just dropped, you yeah. know? And everybody at my school was kind of looking out the window, kind of mm-hmm. thinking, what's going on out there? Yeah. But, uh, wow, I I was just in awe. And then, you know, you get to the to the gala, you walk in, and there's just giant chandeliers <laughs> everywhere. How do you feel like other students can utilize this challenge program now that you know more about it? So, I think... While I went through everything, I was really putting stuff on Instagram and Snapchat for people to kind of see what it was all about because I think that's really something important that not a lot of people think about is a lot of people don't want to do something they don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, really until this past year, I didn't know much about the challenge program. Mm-hmm. My One of my advisors at school brought it up. They were like, hey, you know, uh, with you doing this initiative, we feel like this would be a great opportunity for you to – kind of share your story and I immediately filled out the application and I read like the stuff on the site and I was like wow this is really really cool I had no idea that this was a thing that was like so close to home right so I think people seeing the videos of the contestants for student of the year the video for me with the uh, community service they're going to see how special it is to, to really strive for success and get recognized for it, Yeah, you know? And I think, especially kids at my school, want to kind of reach for the stars to do mm-hmm. their very best. So seeing the the challenge program really helping kids to, to achieve greatness, right. people are going to want to do that. And rewarding Absolutely. them with cash. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. money, money is always going to be something that attracts people for sure. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing as we're continuing to try to work with schools and everything more to make all the students aware of all the different programs we have and all the different opportunities to win some of our award categories and everything like that. 
because um, it is a huge thing. I know that we're slowly getting into more and more minds, but there's still some kids out there that, you know, need to learn more about the challenge program. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, through everything that you've done, you've done this nonprofit, you've gone through a lot of school, now you're getting ready and excited for going to college. Um, in all of that, one of the most helpful things is always good pieces of advice that carry you through. Um, so through all of that, have you received any advice that you've really taken and ran with? Yeah, um, you know, this might come to a surprise, but I feel like parents give the best advice all mm-hmm. the time. <laughs> uh, but, you know, something that my parents have told me for a while now, I feel like it's been ever since I started my senior year of high school, is you, you know who you are and you need to make sure you always stay true to what you believe in, you know? Yeah. I think there's something to be said for having your mind and your heart in something, mm-hmm. you know, where, uh, you know, sometimes you're going to be faced with difficult decisions, right. but you always have to make sure you're thinking through everything. Yeah. But it's not just you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're never really alone. You always have people that, that love you and care about you. Yeah. It's really important to rely on those people. So I think with me having my older sister at college with me, it would be a little bit easier for me. I have good friends that are going there, but, you know, I always have two loving parents that are always willing to FaceTime. So yeah, yes. that's so great to have that support system. And for you know some students who don't maybe don't have that, that's what like the challenge program strives to be is that support system. Yeah. Like we want to be your mentor. We set you up with a local business to try to get you good advice and just to know that somebody's in your corner. Like we believe in you. We know you can do it. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is. It's a hard thing. It is because you always want to hold true to yourself, but you never want to be hard-headed. Yeah. So it's such a hard balance, always trying yeah. to be true to like your own values, but yeah. making sure that you're always learning because there's always so much to learn in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What would your best piece of advice to other people, students, young adults be on how they can overcome the challenge that they're facing right now if they feel like they, they can't get through it? So the best piece of advice I can give is something that someone really important to me gave to me. So uh, it was a priest at my church. It was like, I think it was going into my senior year. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was somebody that was really close with my family my entire life. And, you know, somebody we really enjoyed talking to. He actually got moved from our church and he had to like leave. So, you know, everybody was really upset and he had a really emotional like last time being there mm-hmm. and what he said to me was listen sometimes things happen and you don't understand why mm-hmm. like negative things that can happen to you and you're wondering man I've done everything right why would this happen to me mm-hmm. and he said but then you have to take that step back and change your perspective and think okay this happened now what can I do to make this into a positive right and that was something it was really tough to hear at the time but it's just stuck with me mm-hmm. ever since where you know my senior year I dislocated my shoulder again that kind of took away any shot of continuing my athletic career and then you know the next day I woke up and I figured hey you know how can I turn this into a positive and yeah. then I decided to keep working on an initiative and you know my senior year, instead of taking it easy throughout the year, I, I did another Christmas event and mm-hmm. I applied for the Challenge Program Award and, you know, I wouldn't change any of it. You yeah, know. and here you are. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that stuck out is when we did that video um, with you and we do like video profiles on all of our uh, big award recipients and I, like this always sticks with me. It's one of my favorite things that a student maybe has ever said in a video, but you said if, if, 
I had to go back and choose between, you know, not getting hurt or winning this award from the challenge program. You said you would choose winning this award from the challenge program every time. And I feel like that's a really powerful thing to say. And I think it really made, like, Dan, our founder, and Barb, yeah. like, really proud that you would say something like that. Yeah, I mean, as somebody that put so much effort into into sports for so long, you know, it was tough knowing, like, hey, this road's almost over. But then it wasn't that that road was over. It was more of I was just taking a detour, you know. Yeah, going it, down a different road. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it helped me realize, you know, I found the challenge program where it felt like that was the purpose, you know. Yeah. I got injured, so I was able to put my energy and focus into something even greater. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, I feel like it's really helped me uh, not just mentally and physically, but I feel like it's helped me allow to help others more. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't even lose your connection to sports. You still have debatably a stronger connection to sports now having to overcome all of that than what you would have maybe just having a really easy senior sports year and no issues, you know. Mm -hmm. So that challenge program award kind of came at a really pivotal time for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the timing, really even the timing of the event was fantastic. You know, Mm -hmm. as the grind of the the school year is ramping up, you know, you have your finals and everything in April where... You're not quite to that last few weeks of senior year. You know, we had the event at the end of April where it was like that last boost I needed to get myself through the rest of the school year. Yeah. And, you know, in February, March, uh, getting that award was awesome because I felt like coming out of the new year, I felt like I was kind of slow out the gate. You know, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about college and I was starting to get stressed out but then I was able to kind of get that that positive energy back from the challenge program which was awesome yeah that was so awesome um we're happy that we could affect you so positively that's one big thing with the challenge Mm -hmm. program talking to Barb um and all of our founders and everything like that you know they have such a deep passion for it so it's always exciting to hear whenever we have such a good effect on some people (laughs) Yeah, it was it was incredible. Like it's something that is is definitely talked about at the dinner table at the Fetter House a lot. Yeah, we love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, that's very good. We love being part of people's yeah. lives in those ways. Uh, well, I think I will do it for this interview. Um, we're so appreciative for you coming out, and we're so excited to share your story and hear more about it. Um, I think it was very nice meeting you, and it was super exciting to interview with you as well. Uh, do you have any last comments or concerns, Mel? No, yeah, just, you know, thanks for, you know, being willing to share your story. It's not always an easy thing to do to share your struggles, but I think you have valuable advice for a lot of young people out there and maybe even some older people who listen to this because getting older doesn't always mean, you know, you don't face struggles anymore. Everybody Mm kind of does. So, yeah, just thanks for sharing, and it was nice to see you again. Come back and visit anytime. I, I always enjoy the opportunities you guys give me. You know, it's yeah, it's a great way to share my story, and it makes me feel better that I'm able to to help other people. And you guys are a great way to, you know, help me do that. So you guys really bring out the best of me. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. That's so good to hear. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll return back to future Mel and Bryce in the studio. We'll see you back at home base. That was a very fun interview. I was I enjoyed Bobby. He was pretty fun. Mel, what was some of your highlights? I liked hearing about the new name for his 
organization. It was really fun. He seems to still want to be really involved with all of that, which is really awesome, I think. Yeah, it's really cool. And I think that he's kind of like passing it on now that he's graduated. He's still going to be a part of it, obviously, but has some more people involved than just him. Yeah. Even though he started it. And I think it's just going to continue to grow, which is a really cool thing for him. I got a lot of points for that, too. I could never... Uh, it's it's a lot to do something like that, especially if it's volunteered and unpaid and everything like that. And while you're in college, so you're super busy. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot for sure. But I'm happy that he's still being really involved in it and still very passionate about it, which is really awesome to see. Yep. Um, so that was a great interview. It was really interesting. I'm happy that he's got himself on a strong path at Penn State, which will be really fun. He does, so. yeah. It seems to be going well so far for yeah. him. He's all moved in and everything, I think I saw, and... Um, yeah, hopefully he comes back to Crystal Owl and things like that and oh, visits yeah, us really and hope. lets us know how it's going. Yes. Yeah, I really hope that he comes to our Crystal That would be awesome. Hopefully he's not too crazy busy with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a great interview. Really enjoyed that. <clears throat> we did want to give a quick shout out to Erin Hutton, who has her one-year work anniversary that happened not too long ago. Um, obviously, since these podcasts are monthly, a, a few work anniversaries will pass by every, every once in a while on a podcast. So we had her one-year work anniversary, which was really exciting. We did that on LinkedIn and everything like that, um, and she was super excited. She said she knew it was coming up, but she was like, she kind of forgot about it, but then remembered it. So whenever I emailed her about it, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, you have Barb Grandinetti's 19th, yeah, 19th work anniversary, um, our president. Uh, she was very excited as well. Uh, she... We did, like, a whole article for her, which was really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was really excited as well. Mm -hmm. She was just named one of the top um, CEOs. Yes. Yeah, she got one of the top CEOs in, was it Pennsylvania or Pennsylvania? Yeah, she was listed one of the top CEOs in Pennsylvania, which is really awesome, which is exciting for her as well. Um, So great celebration for her 19th year here. Um, and hopefully next year, the big 20th year here, will be even more exhilarating. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to have a party. Yes, absolutely. So that was really awesome. Those were our two work anniversaries. Those were our two big events for this month, so that was really fun. Um, obviously, this part of the ending podcast is recorded a little bit farther away than the interview, so we also finally did our first school, which went really well. It was really exciting. We had all of our um, new development managers there so that was really awesome um that went really well me and mel were there as well and we really enjoyed that and yeah so it was a great week for tcp (laughs) yeah 139 more to go yes yeah 139 or more sometimes some more schools and businesses sneak in too so that's fun Mm Um, but yeah, it was really fun. Really great interview with Bobby. I was really happy about that. I hope everybody really enjoyed the interview with him. He was great. I think there was a lot that you could learn from that interview because mm-hmm. he had a lot of um, really amazing insights from actually setting up that organization to working on it to even giving us little uh, little snippets into him maybe wanting to make it a nonprofit or something mm-hmm. else like that eventually, which would be really exciting. Uh, and that's really fun because, you know, he said that some parts of it definitely got like driven and inspired from TCP. So if it ever ends up as a nonprofit, it'll be really cute. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And our commitment to community service competition will open again in January. We mm-hmm. typically do it the week of Martin Luther King Jr. Day um, in honor of, you know, community service. Mm-hmm. And so 
definitely enter if you've done anything at all community service wise that can get you up to a thousand dollars um and that's where we found bobby so yeah and that's a really huge thing also as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast student of the year now this is the future recording so student of the year is now open mm-hmm. <laughs> So we're really excited about that. Definitely make sure to apply. We've already been getting some student of the year applications in, and they've all been um, unbelievable so far. They've all been really great. So we just want to see more great stuff from all of you. Um, And we always want to remind you guys that you don't have to be a TCP winner to get those the student of the year either. Yeah, you don't need an award or anything from that. There's no GPA requirements or extracurricular activities required. It's just tell us your story. Yeah. Yeah, we love to hear if you're in extracurriculars or if you've done this or mm-hmm. done that or have good grades. Um, but we really want to hear everybody's perspective from everybody. Anybody is available for the award. And we really just want to hear your story, how you got through school, how TCP inspired you. You know, it's yeah. just really about being an amazing person. You don't have to be the best student or the best, you know, anything. <laughs> But that's really exciting. So make sure to apply for that. We already have some applications coming through, and we want to see even more because the harder the choice is for us, the better because we like to have lots of challenge there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think that's it for this great episode. I think that Bobby interview was great. We're excited for Student of the Year. We're going to be seeing some of you in your schools very soon. Yeah, so we're excited to see all the students again. That's the best part of our jobs. Yeah, I've already got to see some. Our first school was Johnstown, and so we saw some good Johnstown students already, and we're going to see a lot more here soon. So we're excited to see you all. We hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, And as always, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. It was kind of fun, me and Mel doing the interview this time. Every once in a while, that will happen. (laughs) But there we go. Thank you guys so much. Make sure to rate the podcast on every platform that you listen Make sure to visit all of our other amazing social medias, including TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for any of you young business professionals out there. And we'll see you next podcast. Bye.